0: Introduction, The Things Concerning Himself. Here we are again. It's winter time, and the Christmas season is upon us. For Christians, this is one of the two most important seasons of the year, shared only with Easter in its significance. It is in this season that we intentionally focus on the moment when Jesus, the eternal Son of God, came to earth as a baby. In the history of the church, we have called this period leading up to Christmas Advent, which means coming or arrival. Specifically, we call it the first Advent to distinguish it from the time when Jesus will come again at the second Advent. Our desire this month is to walk through the scriptures to see how God prepared the world for the coming of Jesus. To do this, we are going to take the first 20 days and look at the Old Testament passages that give us hints as to what God was doing with Jesus. Picture yourself in the shoes or sandals of the folks living through the Old Testament history. God made himself known to human beings and established a covenant relationship with them where he constantly revealed his will to them in his word. For the ones living this out in the Old Testament, they were slowly getting to figure out what God was doing as history unfolded. But for those of us who are looking back, we can see the meticulous sovereignty of God. It's like an episode of Bob Ross's Joy of Painting, and if you haven't watched it, you should. In every episode, he will start in the background and work his way to the front. At first, you don't really know what he's painting, but then it slowly starts to take shape and you realize that he's had this whole plan going to make it look beautiful. But then all of a sudden, he will ruin it. He'll have a perfect landscape and then he'll draw a rock or tree or a mountain right in front of it. And you think, you ruined it, Bob. Then he turns that tree or rock into a perfect complement to the rest of the painting. In addition to God's sovereignty, we're going to be overwhelmed by his grace. As we look through these people that God chose to be in the line of Jesus, we're not going to see many rock stars. In fact, the most consistent thing about these ancestors in the faith is their failings. Doug Wilson will always talk about how God, quote, writes straight with crooked lines. And that is exactly what we're going to see as we follow God's plan for our salvation. But this should also be an encouragement to us. I mean, if God can use a murdering adulterer, then he can use me. You might be asking yourself, that sounds great, but is all that stuff in the Old Testament really about Jesus? If that's you, great question. That's why we're going to introduce this season by looking at one of my favorite passages in all the Bible. In Luke twenty-four, thirteen through 27, it says, that very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, To the tomb, and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. As you can see, this passage is recounting an interaction between the risen Jesus and two of his disciples. They're in mourning because they truly believed that Jesus was the promised Messiah from the Old Testament. They believed he was going to be the one who would redeem Israel. But then Jesus died. These were good Jews raised in the Old Testament, and they did not have room in their theology for a crucified Messiah. And to be honest, we can't blame them. When we look at the Old Testament, it is filled with predictions of a glorious kingly Messiah. This is very appealing and easy to believe. Even in this study, these are the ones we're going to focus on the most. But we need to see the whole picture. And that is what Jesus reminded them of. He says they are being foolish and not believing, quote, all that the prophets had spoken. Do you see that? They believe some of what the prophets were saying, the triumphant kingly Messiah, but they weren't believing all of what the prophets had said. Jesus then directs them and reminds them that the Bible told of the sufferings of the Messiah and his glory. Finally, we get to verse 27, which is going to provide the trajectory for this study. Luke tells us that Jesus goes on to show them from the Old Testament how everything was pointing to him. This is so cool. This ranks up in my top five events in history that I would love to witness. Here we have Jesus teaching an autobiographical Old Testament survey. How fun would that be? It is in light of that that we will be going from Genesis to Malachi, looking at how God was preparing the world for the coming of Jesus, We will follow a lot of twisted paths and twisted people to see that God is totally gracious and sovereign over all of the affairs of men. We will see that God is a covenant-making God and a covenant-keeping God, even when it looks like we are doing everything in our power to undercut his word. We're excited that you're gonna go through this journey with us. This guide could also provide you with something you could walk through with your family or a small group. Our desire through this is, is that you'll be able to stand back and marvel at God's grace and sovereignty and focus on God in this season and that we will all join with the angels singing, glory to God in the highest. Thanks for listening. We hope this has encouraged you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to give us a rating and review. And for more Snowbird content, check out our other podcast, No Sanity Required.